The turtle's really fertile. You know she is. She always has been. And a broke wooden cart full of turnips. Let me stone him in the furnace. Why's it wasting all them turnips? Stone him in the furnace and don't even mention playing with this furnace. He's always playing with the furnace. You know this motherfucker. I was trying not to say it out loud. Okay. Hey, this is High Pitch Eric, and you're listening 
This is Love from Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones with Rose Doctor. Me. Doing it all from every direction. On the x-axis. On the y-axis. And now on the z-axis too. Johnny Cobasa on Twitter. Johnny Cobasa rocks on Instagram. Go back and listen to 600 episodes of all kinds of fun. With yours truly. Breaking it down. Double bass in the place, piano, everything that we can get our hands on, shoveling it over the fence into your mama's backyard. Yeah. Season 69. Don't know if we just cut it right here. Been going all summer long, all spring long. We're going to, maybe we'll kick off. A new season going into the fall where all I do is bowl live from the bowling alley, racking up 120s, racking up 130s, and maybe on a good day, I'll rack up a 155 and bust that average out, but probably not. So many things going on in the world that I don't want to talk about, but if your intellectual processes leads you to believe that the orange menace is the answer to your problems, you need to wake up and fuck off. Hope you like last week's diatribe about getting laid off, man. Hit a little too close to home for a lot of you, I know. It sucks. And the aftermath's even worse. I don't know what's worse getting laid off or not getting laid off and being stuck with people trying to figure out what the hell is going on but we're trying I'm not going to get back into it but it's been fresh on my mind as we all go through the growing pains of this post reality reality <laughs> And football's right around the corner. Oh, now's the worst time of the year for fantasy football. People always want to make their say on how their fantasy football league should be run. You got your know-it-alls. You got your people who don't don't care about anything. They just they're gonna set their set their lineups and forget it. You got the guys that are hell-bent on them knowing everything and they need to make the most complicated rule systems out there so they can give themselves all the advantage over the people who just want to have fun and play. And you got the people who want to keep everybody on their goddamn team because they won three years ago. Like, I want to keep everybody because I got lucky in the draft. Oh, don't it ain't luck. I know what I'm doing. I'm not an amateur. There. As we run into fantasy football draft season. Yeah, and I did fantasy football for 
three, four years with Michi, and we'd had a great time. Michi knows, really knows what he's talking about when it comes to fantasy football, but alas, nothing came of it, and here we are. Do I want to talk with Michi about fantasy football every week? I'd love to, but uh, unless you want to sponsor it, we're not going to do it. I'm only doing it for money this time. So I could be talked into anything. If you know some sponsors that want to not just chuck uh, 50 bucks at us, put a couple more zeros on that, and uh, we'll be your huckleberries all day. Ain't going to happen. Probably won't happen. But who cares? So as you go into your fantasy draft, remember, it's funny how the value of running backs seems to be just down to less than zero now. I don't really see anything that has particularly changed with the professional game in the last three or four years. Obviously, it's a passing league, and everybody thinks they know everything going into the season. It's like, oh, we're, nobody's going to run the ball at all anymore, or they just they just decided that we're not going to pay running backs anymore because they're a dime a dozen and, and nobody sits there and runs the ball all day. I don't know. Cleveland Browns got the best running back in the NFL right now before a snap's been played, obviously. Well, what about Derrick Henry? What about Derrick Henry? Let's see. He was He is great. He's a monster. Let's see if he can stay healthy. Let's see if his coach can figure out what to do with him. Or, you know, be in Derrick Henry denial and say, oh, we want to throw the ball. We don't want to run the ball. You got all these big guys. You can still run the football in the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. But you know what it is? It's the egos of the offensive coordinators. You can't even find you can't even find 20 guys that are great quarterbacks, great NFL quarterbacks. Out of 375 million people in America and billions of people all over the world, you can't even find 32 guys to be great quarterbacks in the NFL. Every year, everyone's looking for a quarterback. Cleveland looked for a quarterback for 20 years. Now we might have it. Now we might have a guy. We made a deal with the devil's devil. Rub-a-dub-dub. Got our quarterback in the tub. Let's see how he does. All is forgiven, apparently. (laughs) Hey. Everybody thinks they've got it figured out right about now. It's the crazy season. No, and none of these guys are playing more than a series. I the the, the NFL preseason is the biggest waste of time, and it's the biggest bald faced money grab possible. You added a, another week to the regular season. Why not do what the CFL does and give your guys like three bye weeks and just make it last longer? I mean, how far into February do you want to go? Nothing like January playoff games in northern cities that don't have a dome. And by the way, if you're north of the Mason-Dixon line, you should you should have a fucking dome. If you plan on playing football in the end of December or in January, you should have a goddamn dome. I don't care how this Green Bay screw you. Put a roof on it. Tell me that you're not that that everything's okay playing twenty degrees below zero. <sighs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers is must have been—he must be a goddamn alien. Say what you want about his politics or whatever, but that dude it was better. I mean, he only—he didn't win a super—he didn't win a Super Bowl, did he? Did he win one? Did he win a Super Bowl with Favre? Did he win a Super Bowl on the bench? I'm not sure. Am I messing with this microphone? Is it bugging the shit out of you? Sorry. 
I was trying to get into my groove there. Okay, so yeah, Aaron Rodgers, and now I'm watching Hard Knocks, which is I don't know why, but the first two episodes of Hard Knocks is just—it's so funny how all they're showing, and I'm sure this is not how it actually is, but all they're showing is how everybody's just on cloud nine with Aaron Rodgers around. And then you got the kid, Zach Wilson, who was the, you know, was drafted to be the guy. I don't think the coach ever liked him. He's trying really hard. He's over it. I think he's just trying to play some football and he's really just, I don't know. He's the luckiest guy in the world is what he is right now. He just gets to come and, kneel at the the altar of Aaron Rodgers and just pick up all the knowledge that and it looks like from from the footage that Aaron is willing to share his knowledge now they might just have cut the, cut together like little parts where he was sharing his knowledge but I don't know if I don't know what it was like with Favre and him I think Favre was just a dick but if you're right next to somebody in practice every day and you're in the quarterback room, you're bound to learn something from the guy unless he was just a dipshit and, and you know, just wheeling, dealing, gunslinging, throwing around, throw it. I don't know. I mean, far as far as you can't blaspheme him. Although isn't he going to jail for being a dirt bag and there's pictures of his cocks around. So there's that <laughs> fast forward. Here's Aaron Rodgers, and just being in New York I, I need to find the broad, the, I know at one point there was a Joe Namath show, like a talk show. I need to see some of those because Aaron Rodgers should do that. Although he'd probably talk about stupid shit. So it's probably the less we know about Aaron Rodgers, the better, but just looking just watching him in hard knocks, which is totally designed to make him really know what he's talking about. But he, he does. And everybody thinks they know about football, but if you nobody except the NFL quarterbacks have that intimate knowledge of how to play that position. There's so many intricacies that you can't just you can't coach. That the things that he was showing about, you know, your footwork and dodging and you've got if you're standing here more than two seconds you better run or throw the ball and then i mean talk about the most you have to be deadly accurate which was another thing they were showing in hard knocks it was i mean there's been two episodes you know the quarterback drills that they do they're throwing these you know they're throwing the ball in these little boxes on the run and that's you know that's just a, a net it's like red or blue and you throw it in there and they just nail it that's probably child's play to them, but just just for one thing, just to be that accurate, just to do that in practice is already insanely amazing to be able to throw the football like that. Now you add 23 other people on the field with eight, four to eight guys trying to rip your head off and five to six guys in front of you trying to stop them and you're trying to navigate that and try to see over their heads or behind their heads or around their heads to seeing very, very fast guys running routes very quickly. 
and then you have a then you have four to six guys in pass coverage who are making millions of dollars to stop you from doing what your job is. Any trick in the book, and they've been studying your every move for years, and you still manage to complete pass. Like it, just the fact that somebody can complete a pass in the NFL these days is—it's a miracle. It really is. The the four dimensional chess that's, that's that's being played at every position, like between pre snap, between your from your formation to your pre snap to your motion on one side to your coverage on the other side. And, and, and I know people who are really good at Madden can understand that because you, you, you can, you get this, you get what's going on and you, you know how to react to formations. And honestly, the difference between the best Madden player out there and an NFL, like assistant offensive coordinator probably isn't all that much. Now you ask the offensive coordinator, they're going to say, that's an insult. I've been doing this for years, yada, yada, yada. But then again, you could take a guy who's like, okay, this is what we're going to do in this this formation. If they do this, you do this. You pitch it and catch it. And then when you're designing routes, (laughs) just how many, I mean, I I guess there's not all that many routes to run. You just got to mix them up, but then you can change the routes according to where the guy across from you lines up. Ugh, that's great. It, it is fun to watch. It, it really is. Football, NFL football, and college football. But NFL football is an acquired taste, and it's distinctly American. I, I would say, eh, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I, I'm sure Europe probably watches some I mean, one o'clock, six, because after after the soccer games are over with, and usually they're over, they, what are they on? Like the latest soccer game in England's usually like one o'clock here. So, that and that's usually only one game. Most of their games start at 7 a.m. Eastern or 10 a.m. Eastern. So, come, come Sunday night, they've got, they, I mean, they can watch our afternoon games, which would be fun because nothing else is on. I, sport wise so if you like it you get it but it's not like they need they don't need it's not like they need another sport over there they're they're more entrenched in soccer than we are in anything here pretty much it's the one sport there they don't have i mean we've got three three to four but they you know then again they they like some of them like track and field and they are track and field people go like compete in meets all over europe and Asia, which is pretty cool. I you just don't see that here. Wouldn't that be neat if track and field was like as big as NASCAR? <laughs> like, you know, oh, hey, we're in Talladega for <laughs> the track meet. We're going to have 250,000 people here, just like the Olympics every weekend. That'd be fun. Somewhat repetitive, but I mean, auto racing is goddamn repetitive too. Oh, sports. Oh, our sports. Sportsy, sportsy, sportsy. Talking about sports. As we shift into the fall, how many, three weeks until football. So I got to set up my fantasy football league. Trying to talk Michigan into continuing the one league with a bunch of assholes that we've been playing with for 15 years. 
Not my not my group. My group's a good bunch of dude, good dudes, but the other group are assassins. And every year about this time, they decide that they hate each other. <laughs> it's every every freaking uh, the uh, the Ides of August is when everybody starts arguing because some people just they're so stuck in their ways that they have to have it their way or they're not playing. It really does. It really does turn grown adults into little kids in the sandbox. It's just ridiculous. And so funny. If we could just get to week one, everything will be fine. Get through the draft. You set up the draft. You get through the draft. Everybody thinks they've got the best draft. Everybody knows they're going to win this year. And it's so funny how it repeats every year. And then week one comes and you lose. <laughs> I want to do two. I want to do a two kicker league. I'm surprised how many people just were like not like totally against that. Why why would you do, you shouldn't even have one kicker let alone two kickers? What what's fun? It's fun. There's another guy that's totally kind of random. Kicker I, well. You can have kickers on good teams that are going to kick a lot of extra points, but you, you you want a kicker that's on a team that's not too good. That's good but not too good. You want a team that's kicking a lot of field goals. Because if you have a team that scores a bunch of touchdowns and you're just going to get those 1.1.1 1. 1. 1 point. But if you have a team that is bad in the red zone and you have a good kicker, that's the kicker you want because they're going to be notching up field goals all day. Move the ball but have a bad red zone offense. There you go. That's that's your way to pick a kicker. And then in the draft, you always reach. Always reach one round. Be one round ahead of everybody else. Sacrifice a running back slot to get everybody else. I always go quarterback in the first round. And, and you know, for, I, I think we might probably, we probably will be shifting back to people picking quarterbacks in the first round for like the last five, five, ten, no, five years. People have been running back, running back, running back. But now that everybody's just kind of turned their backs on the running backs, they're going quarterback, quarterback receiver, then running back. I don't know. That's a tough call, but I, oh, there's, you can't talk me out of going quarterback in, in round one. Unless it's a 15-team league and all the good guys are gone. But then again, you don't know. You don't know. You need a quarterback that can score points no matter what. No matter what kind of league you're in, you need a quarterback that can throw touchdown passes. And PPR is so stupid, points per reception. Like, what kind of crap is that? Points per... Oh, I get a point because I caught the ball. I might have had a two-yard loss, but I still get a point. And decimal points, too, like a decimal point for every yard is so stupid. Like, you guys are overthinking this crap. You want to have a league that's most accessible to everybody. It's kind of like uh, Texas Hold'em. Like, everybody's got the same five cards, and you just have two, and you got to know how to play it from there. And you're winning on the waiver wire. Nobody ever wins a league by what they picked and just ride it out all year. If you do, you know you're more power to you. More power to you. Better man than I. You're a better person than I. You know. That's how you do it.
the Sausage Hut Podcast. Subscribe today and tell all your friends. Just tell the weird ones. Or the smart ones that like a high-speed comedy coming at them from every direction. And all that music you hear is made by me, obviously. Even this. Every track of every song. to dance it out you know you gotta take a little time to dance it out everybody every every minute every couple of minutes every every day for a couple of minutes something you need to do just groove it out put on something and just dance dance like nobody's watching that's fun I'm Johnny Cobasa, host of the Sausage Hut Podcast. I'd like to take a couple minutes of your time to talk about an important product that's really taken part of my life, and that's Uncle Dave's Taint Cream. Now, I know there's a lot of taint creams out there, and there's a lot of people telling you that their taint cream can do this, and their taint cream can do that. But there's one taint cream that really that rises above them all, and that's Uncle Dave's Taint Cream. Now... Hot summer afternoons when you're out there running around with your picnic basket looking for a place to picnic and you find a little swamp in your ass and a little sweat down the back of your neck that goes all the way down your spine, all the way down right through the crack of your ass. You know, that sweat's full of salt and that's, that sweat's full of waste. And when that waste gets down to your taint, it just dries it right out. And sometimes it even irritates your taint. Well, now I know a lot of people say, hey, you got to dry taint, put some butter on it. No. And your aunt might tell you that you got to dry taint, put some aloe on it. No. There's no other mixture of emollients that will soothe the savage beast that is your taint, like Uncle Dave's taint cream. Now, I talked with Uncle Dave on the phone the other day. And he was happy to hear me. He loves sponsoring the Sausage Hut. He knows that we have we work our taints hard, and we like to keep them creamy and moist for whoever might be sticking their nose in them or sticking a hand down there or just making sure your underwear isn't all messed up. When you come out of that sauna and whatnot. So go to the store. We're in all the major department stores. Go past the shampoos. Go past the hand creams. Go past the lotions. And right down there at the bottom you'll find a nice tube of Uncle Dave's tank cream. Pick one up. And pick one up for your friends too. Inexpensive, effective emollients for your dry, cracked taint. I'm Johnny Cobasa, and that's Uncle Dave's Taint Cream. Keeping it rolling in the hut. Just like we do. Coming up on the Sausage Hut. I've had a fall in for fallout 76 in the can. 
for way too long now. I gotta get that up. And that Cyberpunk DLC is right around the corner. And oh hey, Starfield. The biggest Bethesda game ever. Finally coming out after 20 years. I don't know. Their first new universe in 20 years. I'm a big Bethesda fan. Spend a lot of time in Elder Scrolls Online basically every day. Getting my daily rewards. Adventuring. Haven't even really started the newest, the summer blockbuster. I just finished the big quest with Madam What's-Her-Name. I loved loved Elder Scrolls. Should just start an Elder Scrolls podcast. Been saying that for years. Lots of things to do, lots of things to watch. You'd never know that there was a writer's strike. But sooner or later, we're going to run out of stuff. Can you believe we've all gone without late night talk shows for the last how many three months i don't know but i'm i stand i stand with the writers they need to be making some money someone's got to write this stuff can't just not give them any of the money but well things are different now you know it was streaming people aren't paying per per diem anymore so Whenever this happened, what was this fifteen years ago? We had the rise of the low-budget reality shows. Now, well, now anybody has their own can have their own shows. But I don't know if blockbuster. We're gonna have a lull in blockbuster movies coming out. That's too bad because I like blockbuster movies. But I'm sure we'll figure it out, and hopefully they'll get that resolved. But actually, I don't know. This is like this is the big one as far as the entertainment industry goes. It's like how are we gonna chop up the pie? And Netflix is probably like, dude, we're not making any money. We just spent $3 billion on content, and that really didn't work. So everybody's got everything. Where's it going to go? Everybody went to the streaming services, and they're like, oh, shit, we can't make any money off of this. Or everything's just going to get cut way down, and we're going to go back to, like, 1960s when there was three channels. <laughs> or everybody's going to watch YouTube because everybody's got their own channel. It, it, you know, Now it's like everybody has their own cable s- station, right? I mean, the, the Sausage Hut podcast is its own entertainment network, essentially. And you're welcome for that. <laughs> All right, if you'd like to call uh, the Sausage Hut voicemail line... Just check the uh, number and the notes in the podcast notes here, and you can call up and tell us what you think. So we're going to see what we got here on the Sausage Hut feedback line. Here we go. If I can get this goddamn phone thing to work here. The Sausage Hut feedback voicemail line on the Sausage Hut. say you fucking suck and bullshit you say about you know you guys are uh, just saying all this bullshit about what's his name and I don't even think that you uh your podcast sucks and it devoted did it in a mouth this is Veronica in Tucson and I just want to say I'm a big fan of the show and Sometimes you say a lot of stupid shit, but we're just trying to figure it out over here. You know, your your aunt told me about the show, and I thought I told her to check it out because I like uh, podcasts. But sometimes I just don't get what you have to say. Have a nice day. 
Sausage Hunt Podcast voicemail. Papa Booey, Papa Booey. Sausage Hunt Podcast line. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just want to say that your, your podcast isn't really that good, and your music sucks. I don't know why. You know, I gotta fast forward through the fucking music every time I have this, and it's just kind of fucked up you know but uh sometimes you're pretty funny so i just uh I just keep listening so uh when are you gonna have some hot girls on again man you used to have people on what the hell happened that's my two cents Sausage voice, yeah man uh where the hell's el chapo uh you had uh, you had el chapo on there for years and all of a sudden he just disappeared what did you fucking put a bullet in his head and stick him on a ditch in a county road somewhere or did he just finally drank himself to death I don't know but that motherfucker was pretty funny out hi this is Ron in California uh, Johnny we'd like to talk to you about some sponsorship opportunities if you could get back to me at uh, 555 Four six four six. We'd really appreciate it. Sausage on podcast line. Uh, hi, this is Sarah Silverman. It looks like ChatGPT has been stealing my poetry. So, for the ChatGPT poems that you used to do a couple weeks ago, I just like to say that those are my fucking poems, and you stole them, you little bitch. <laughs> All right, it's great to have everybody giving their opinions and feedback on the Sausage Hut podcast video hotline. And just like that, I'm out. Uh, mm, hope you have a good weekend. EPL's back. Fantasy football's on the mend. Women's World Cup coming to an exciting conclusion this weekend. Uh, go and join Skinwalker Ranch Insiders if you want live 24-hour cams with a Mesa for Skinwalker Ranch. That's some cool shit. We should all have our eyes on there. Can't wait for the next season. We gotta wait too goddamn long, but... I guess we will. Johnny Kobasa on Twitter. Fuck Twitter. That's the only place I really advertise. Johnny Kobasa rocks on Instagram. You can just go to my website and search for whatever you want, and you can listen to songs. You can listen to my shit there. Just subscribe. And it, would it kill you to leave a positive review and tell your friends to do the same? It's free. Johnny Kobasa.